This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Previously on Congirl. This is way past unusual. Creating all these different personas is impacting people's lives. Samantha's a brilliant performer. Her cons were about to escalate again. There almost seems to be a compulsive quality to doing it. She sounded like the perfect au pair. She's actually carrying out another con at the same time. I need help. Are you coming around you? It's snowballing. So many different personas in such a short amount of time. Con Girl, Episode 6. Pulling the Strings. July 1st, 2019. Samantha Azapardi is due to start work as an au pair for a busy Melbourne family. But she's been unavoidably detained. A second con is coming to the boil on the New South Wales Central Coast. Her target? A young girl with big dreams. My dream job was to be a model or an actress, but I was more for the modelling and the photo shoots and magazines. My name is Georgia and I'm 16 years old. I have done some modelling before I did Mish Fashion Week Australia. I've always loved dressing up and makeup and everything like that. Back in 2019, I was 13. I was on like Instagram, Facebook, just the typical social medias to talk to my friends and stuff. I always posted on my profile like my modelling shoots because I had a few of them. In my bio, I'd put on that I'm looking for modelling work. So this day I got a message on Instagram from Coco Palmer saying that she wanted me to be in like this campaign thing. I'm pretty sure it was for bullying. They liked my look, my style and everything like that. It was a really good feeling because me being in an agency was really slow. Nothing was coming in and then getting that message, I was really excited that someone was interested in me. My name's Mel and I'm George's mum. I'm a mum of four, I'm a stepmum of three, and I'm a grandma of five. My family's my world. I live and breathe them and I do anything for them. Georgia was ecstatic. She was excited, obviously, because we just got her into some modelling agencies around where not much had happened. We're all like, wow, this is crazy. We'll look into it. I said to Georgia, give her my phone number and get her to actually call me. She introduced herself as Coco Palmer and she worked for Elite Model Management who were based in New York and what she wanted Georgia for was a short film. When we Googled the Elite Model Management, it obviously came up the name, where they were based, and it just came up with different pictures. We did a Coco Palmer check 
and everything came up. Every box was ticked. Then we set up a meet and greet in Sydney. I went, Georgia went, my other daughter, Tiana, and my little grandson, Levi. And we met her in the lobby of the Hilton. And then we went across the road to a little cafe. Coco explained that Georgia would be in a short film and that she'd have a photo shoot at the end of the week. And I thought, like, this is... I can't believe it. Like, we were all amazed. It was good. Then she asked if she could take Georgia shopping to size her for a blazer she wanted to purchase for her. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can all do that. She said, oh, no, where we're going, they're doing renovations in there, you won't get the pram through. So it's just like, okay. And so I was a little bit worried about letting her go with this complete stranger, but we followed them. And then I lost her. She was correct. They were renovating so we couldn't get a pram through a particular area where they had gone. So I was trying to contact her the whole time to say, okay, I think we should meet now. Like, I was really, really concerned for Georgia and then she brought her back. On our trip home, I asked Georgia how, when, you know, was she excited? What did you just talk about? What did you just do? What did you try on? And she said, well, I had to ring Lifeline. I said, what? She took me into the shops. And then Coco asked me to make the phone call. It was to like a Lifeline support services. And she would say to me that I have to say, my name is River. I'm abused and just, like, my life story, that's really sad. Coco said that I had to say this as an acting role and that I was learning to be, like, because I would have to do this stuff on camera. It was really weird for me and I wasn't 100% comfortable with it, but as I thought, it was my career, so... She did make me hang up after a bit because they started getting worried asking for more personal details because they were extremely worried about it. So she said that I need to hang up the phone. I thought it was really odd. My husband thought it was definitely strange. But I, like I said, we've never done anything like this before, so how are we to know what's norm and what's not? was a definite opportunity for Georgia. We did not want to pass up. I was happy to just follow the next step and see where it took us. We had to spend a week in Melbourne with Coco to get the filming done. We're just like all going screeching and I can't believe we're here, you know? And it was um, everyone's other than myself's first time on an aeroplane. So that was exciting. We got a lot of photos and things like that.
when we got there. Coco explained she wanted to make George's hair a bit lighter because it was dull in colour and because it looks better on camera. So she went and bought a streaking kit and we did it in the motel room that night. Blonde highlights. We all had a go of it. We had fun. We were drinking wine. We had cheese boards. Like, you know, we've actually had a really good time with her. It was nice. You know, I felt like we had a connection because of all these things that we had in common. One, her name was Coco. Our dog's name's Coco. She had childhood leukaemia. My husband's in recovery of leukaemia. She told me that my grandson Levi looked like a Bruce. My dad's name is Bruce. Just really weird coincidences. And we're just like, this is so amazing, you know, I can't believe that we, there's so many similarities between us all. Like me and Tiana were really blown away with it. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. My name is Rira Tobin. I'm a professor of cognitive science. And what I do is I study the way that stories take advantage of various aspects of the way that we think to create their effects. Finding things in common with another person, this is very human. And from the point of view of the person on the receiving end who doesn't realize that there's anything fishy going on here, the sort of cause and effect goes in one direction. You're like, because this person has so much in common with me, that is why we hit it off so well. The facts are the explanation goes the other way around. The reason she said she had all those things in common with you was in order to get you to talk to her and be friends with her and believe the things that she said. So with Mel and Georgia, she does a very nice sort of neat job, tidy job of world building um, with saying, like, I'm a talent scout. These things all make sense. It's like a glamorous step up from the sorts of things that they were already doing. It was convincing enough for people who were already eager to have that kind of story because this is how people work. Samantha, like a story, can just get you into a particular kind of like sort of interpretive state where you're very susceptible. 
this doesn't work because you're extra gullible. It, quite the contrary. It works because it's playing on the things that make you human. Melbourne, 2019. George's exciting acting break is about to become strange and disturbing. Well, when we got in Melbourne, everything started getting really weird. She told me that I would need a dress up or fancy in like a suit jacket and pants and stuff. Have to put a little bit of makeup on, get my hair done. And I would have to go into an office and speak to someone she said, oh, it's all a part of a role-playing. She has to get used to being unfamiliar and in surroundings that she's not used to. She would just tell me that they know that I'm acting and that nothing's, like, nothing's wrong. They, they're expecting me to come in. It was really weird. My face had to look, like, beaten up and I had, like, fake bruises on my face. She made me wear an earbud and a mic on my blazer. She could hear everything. She told me that I have to go into an office to like child service people. My name had to be River and I didn't know my age and I had to tell them that I was abused and we just have to keep doing it every day. This went on constantly. She had to role play. They had to go to different office buildings and she had to pretend to be an abused child. Every day was the same. I was feeling really upset with it because I was extremely uncomfortable with what I had to do. After multiple times doing the role plays, I lied to say that I felt sick when we went back to the hotel. I spoke with my mum and we went to the bathroom and I told her how I really felt and I didn't feel comfortable with it. I had a bit of a meltdown about it. She started crying and she said, I don't want to do it, I can't do it, there's something wrong, it's not real, I don't know what she's doing mum but I feel really uncomfortable. So I was like, you're overreacting. You know, if you really want this bub, you've got to sometimes step out of your comfort zone She's sort of like, you know, reluctantly going, okay, I'll do it. Didn't want to, but did it. Sadly. I think at some point, as Samantha is getting older, it's very hard for her to present as an adolescent girl. And she actually begins to change her behaviors. Professor of Forensic Psychiatry, Dr. Richard Friesen. There is a version of factitious disorder that's called factitious disorder imposed on another. It used to be called Buchausen by proxy. This is when people have their children present with medical problems repeatedly going to multiple doctors and having multiple problems with a child. Children have suffered severe medical consequences from things that their parents have done to make them appear ill. 
children have died. So when Samantha becomes too old to pretend to be a 14 or 16-year-old, she started to elicit others. For example, Georgia, who she coached to pretend to be the victim of abuse. When you're getting to crimes that not just deceive adults, but potentially are harmful to children, that's elevating the ante, right? To a whole new level. So at the end of the week, we moved into a hostel. George's mother, Mel. We had to move because she was only booked in till the Thursday of that motel, so we had to move on. So we went to this hostel and um, we checked in and again Coco took Georgia out. Somebody from the hostel had asked us who had the identification that was supposed to be given to the front desk. And I said, oh, that would be Coco, the lady who checked us in, and he said, who's Coco? And I said, the lady that we're staying in the room with, and he said, oh, you mean Jazzy? That her name's Jazzy Jervis or Jarvis. He showed me a photocopy of her ID. It had no photos on it, just it was a bank card under the name Jazzy Jarvis. We Googled Jazzy Jarvis. She was not Coco, obviously. Tiana thought she'd jump on Instagram and look for this Jazzy Jarvis. We found out that she had hired Coco as an au pair for her children, that she'd sacked Coco not long before we ended up in Melbourne. I'm just thinking, oh my God, I've just sent my daughter off with a complete bloody stranger. I don't even know if she's coming back. We rang the police and they came out and they were no help whatsoever. They said to me, you got your daughter in this situation, that's on you, and they left. I said, Tiana, they were useless. We need to take matters into our own hands. Get onto the phone to Georgia. Don't panic her. Just tell her she needs to tell Coco she's going to be sick. She needs to come back now. So I got a phone call from my older sister, Tiana, saying that I was unsafe and that Coco wasn't actually Coco, that she was just lying to us the whole time. On the walk back to the hotel, she made really um, odd comments. Like laughing, saying she's not gonna kidnap me. I was extremely freaked out. I didn't know how to act. I just knew that I was unsafe and I needed to get home. I just thought, this is on me. I've got us all into this. Like, this has gone well beyond my, like, 
anything that I could even imagine. You see this stuff happen in movies or you hear or read about it somewhere on socials. And I thought, what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do? And I just, my mummer instincts kicked in and I thought, I've gotta protect them. I hid every knife and fork, anything that could hurt someone. I, I hid it all. And put one knife under a mattress near the front door in case she turned out to be this crazed, you know. I didn't know her. I didn't know who I was dealing with. So I thought, if anything goes down, this woman's not leaving this motel room. Simple. I was ready. Next time on Con Girl. I was so scared. I didn't even know what to think. Maybe she'd walk in with a knife in George's back. Sam made her match with Mel. I was freaking out. You know, a parent's greatest fear is losing a child. This is a very rare case. She's dressed as a schoolgirl. That's why she's able to get away with this. I've yelled out, Samantha. She's scrambling to cover her tracks. I've got her. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.